Most of us, unfortunately, have an incomplete picture of what a life of Torah, a life of mitzvahs, of commandments, is supposed to do for us. And that's because only about one-third of the 613 mitzvahs in the Torah are applicable to us today. Those relating to agriculture, those relating to the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, those relating to the sacrifices, all of those are not related. And also missing is most of the mitzvahs relating to the structure of society. What should society look like? How is everyone taken care of? And many of us are not even aware that there are plentiful mitzvos that regulate the wider society and culture. But we don't see them because they're not practically applicable. Now, the mitzvos that we have are great, don't get me wrong. They're fantastic but we are missing so much. And therefore, we don't see the full picture because, in fact, the Torah forms a complete and comprehensive system that addresses every moment of life and every area of society with enlightenment and meaning and sanctity. One of the areas that this is especially true is in the area of agriculture in the land of Israel. Now, many of these laws are only applicable when a majority of Jews are living in Israel, which is not the case now, and when the Beis HaMikdash is standing, which that is not the case now. But the system where a farmer would harvest his crops and then give 2% to the Kohen, and then 10% to the miser, a way of supporting the spiritual teachers and the guides. And I discussed this briefly earlier this week. I also mentioned earlier this week one of the mitzvot in our parsha, which is called Miser Sheni, the second tithing, which means farmer collects. Out of the bushels that he collects, he gives the portion to the Kohen. He gives the portion to the levy, and then he gives a second tenth of what remains. But this second tenth is not given to anyone else. The Torah says as follows. In the Stone Chumash, page 1012, at the bottom of the page, Pasuk number 22, the Torah says as follows. Aser ta'aser es kol You should take another tenth, that is a second tenth, of everything that you harvest, and you should take that food and you should travel with it to Jerusalem, the place that Hashem will choose, we discussed that phrase last night, to Yerushalayim, to Jerusalem, and you will eat that food in Yerushalayim. So, you get to eat the food, it's just that it has to be done in a specific geographic location in Jerusalem. Then the Torah goes on to say, But what if it's far away? Can you imagine? I mean, 
person has a couple of bushels of apples and they live uh, a 15 minute walk from Jerusalem, okay, so you carry it to Yushalayim. Let's say you have some big farmer in the northern part of Israel and his 10% comes out to hundreds and hundreds of bushels. How in the world is he going to travel with it down there? So what you do is you redeem the produce onto money. You take the value of money that equals the value of the crops. And then when you get to Yerushalayim, you spend the money on whatever you want. And you will eat there before Hashem, your God, in Yerushalayim. And you will rejoice and your family will rejoice. Which means, clearly, that the more a person has, the more time they have to spend in Yerushalayim. In the words of Rabbi Arya Kaplan, a blessed memory, the system of Meister Shani ensures that every Jew spend at least part of every year as a resident of Jerusalem. And this would be a period of spiritual regeneration for all members of the Jewish people. The message for us of Meister Shani, it's not enough to send money to support Israel, as important as that is. It's also necessary for us to go there ourselves, to walk the streets of Jerusalem and to imbibe her spirit. Not being able to do so right now for many of us is so deeply painful. But hopefully, we will be able to return soon. Being in Yerushalayim every year is a necessary part of being a Jew. Now, we do not have this formal mitzvah today. But the meaning of it the importance of it is as profound as ever because being in Jerusalem is transformative. And I'm sure many of you have experienced it as I have. And Yerushalayim is often transformative when you least expect it. Just a quiet, normal moment somewhere in Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, something happens or you see something that allows you to appreciate a feature of society you never imagined could be so beautiful and meaningful. Let me share with you a story that happened to me. It happened many years ago. It happened, wow, over 40 years ago, 41 years ago, 42 years ago. Now, you know, we've discussed this before, that within Israel, part of the society is the Haredi society, sometimes called ultra-Orthodox. I don't like that term, but that's a term that people use. But they would call themselves Haredim. There are certain neighborhoods like Mea Sha'arim and Geula, which are mostly Haredi. Okay, 
We have differences of opinion, differences of approach. There are things positive to say, there are things maybe not always so positive to say, but there are aspects of their society. For example, the level of chesed, of ways of showing kindness from one person to another, of helping each other within their society that are so inspiring. There is so much for us to learn from and to emulate. So here's the story. I was um, 20 years old, 21 years old. I was living in Israel. Uh, it was part of a two-year period where I was living in Israel. I was single at the time. I was living in Jerusalem and I was studying in the yeshiva. And the year that I was there, I was studying hard. I spent all day, every day, studying Torah, Talmud. And on Friday, Friday morning, it was time to do errands. So I would go into town. I was living in Baivagan, which at that time was more of a suburb. And I would go into town to pick up whatever I needed for Shabbos, to take dry cleaning, to whatever errands I had to do to get ready for Shabbos. And this is even more so today, but Friday in Geula and Meir Sha'arim, it's packed. It's jam-packed. There's no room on the sidewalk. The streets are filled. There's jam, car, uh, uh, traffic jams. It's, it's, uh, it's a cacophony of sound and, and motion and, and uh, hurry because you got to get ready for Shabbos and things close early on, Shabbos, on Friday. So I was walking down the street, the main street called Shivtei Yisrael on, in Geula, and I remember there was a pharmacy halfway down. And as I'm walking, there was an accident. There was a bus that Nebuch hit a little girl. And this little girl, uh, it was not a life-threatening injury, but I, I believe there were some broken bones, perhaps. It was significant. And a little girl, I, don't, I didn't see exactly how it happened. I mean, the buses and the people and the cars, I mean, everyone is so close. You know, it's a, it's a miracle that it didn't happen a thousand times an hour. But this little girl was hurt by the bus. So her father is right there with her. And they call an ambulance to take the girl to the hospital. And the ambulance comes right away. And they yell to the father, quick, get in, get in. The father says, I can't because I've got four other children here. And we're not going to fit into the ambulance. So he's got one young daughter here. He's got four other children here. How does he decide? I mean, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. How does he decide? A little girl should never have to go to the hospital. Should never have to go to the hospital, but should never have to go by herself. I'm sure that she was traumatized and terrified. And she's going to have to go without her father. But what's he going to do? He's got four other children standing next to him. I can see this in my mind's eye like it was yesterday. A woman walks up to him, 
clearly a stranger. She says to him, get in the ambulance and go. I'll take care of your children. I'll figure out where they live. I'll take care of them like they're my own children. Don't worry. Go with your daughter. I'll take care of your children. And the man goes. Meaning, let's, let's understand the layers here. One is that there could be an act of kindness that a stranger sees someone in need and is willing to take responsibility for four children who she does not know and to take them home, which she does not know where it is, and she's somehow going to have to take them and care for them. That's one layer. But the other layer is this man feels sufficiently confident that he can leave his children with this stranger and go to take care of his daughter. That is a, that's a lesson about a society that is so developed, that is so sophisticated in its interpersonal dealings. That's the kind of lesson you might only learn in Yerushalayim. And that's why there's a mitzvah of aser taser. You have to take your food and you have to be there. And not just for the major stuff, not just to go to the base amigdash, not just to go to the kotel, not just to go to the, to the sites, but just to walk the streets, just to be around the year-long inhabitants, because it is inevitable it was true at the time of the Torah. It has been true always. And it is just as true, if not more true, right now today. The residents of Jerusalem, if you are simply around in the presence of the residents of Jerusalem, you will learn amazing lessons. You will see insights into society you never would have imagined could exist so beautifully among the Jewish people. Aser Taser. You have to spend time in Jerusalem. If you need it, if you want to be a leader, and you need it if you want to be a Jew. And the Torah tells us in our Parsha that if we do this, if we make it a point to spend time in Jerusalem on a regular basis and spend time with the residents of Jerusalem, open ourselves up to the rhythms of the streets of Jerusalem. You will be rejoice. You and your family, you'll be joyful. You'll be joyful. I promise you. You and your family will be happy with your decision for the rest of your life. I wish it for you, and I wish it for me, that we are able to fulfill not the letter of the law, but at least the spirit of the law of this mitzvah of our Parsha in Yerushalayim very soon. Perhaps we could go together. Wouldn't that be amazing? My friends, I want to wish you an exceptional Shabbos and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.